Welcome back to Sober Grind. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you better understand addiction and recovery. My name is Austin and I'm your co-host along with Pesh. If you need help with addiction, whether it be for yourself or someone you know, please don't wait. Call us 24-7 at 800-387-6907 and we will help you. Whether you have insurance or not, it's not about that. It's just about getting you the help that you need and you deserve. Today, we're talking about a new breed of addicts and a new style of addiction. We discuss topics like rehab hopping and patient brokering. Now, this is scary stuff to talk about, but it's important to us and awareness needs to be spread. Are you ready? Let's talk about this. Welcome. Hi, Don. Sober grind. Sober grind. Hi, Tom. Sober grind. Sober grind. Welcome. How are you? Welcome. Welcome. I'm good. How are you? Hey, Tom. Tom just might be our biggest fan. He is in the group posting stuff constantly. Thank you, Tom. Yes. And he sends me he sends me messages with uh, like smiles uh, just about every day. So, Tom, I appreciate. Just so you know, you're not you're not unique. Tom sends those to everybody. I, I understand, and I still appreciate it nonetheless. He sends them to me. He sends them to Johnny. He sends them to half of uh, Costa Mesa. He sends them to Texans. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i in a couple of these uh, these text and message groups now since we've started Sober Grind. Uh, Day, who we had on the show very early on, still sends me his uh, motivational images, and I look forward to them every day. So they're very nice. Yeah. Shout yeah. out Sometimes to they're motivational. Sometimes they're motivational. Sometimes they are very funny. Yes, they are. <laughs> a little lewd. Okay. But let's jump in. Welcome back to Sober Grind. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another amazing topic today. Pej, do you want to introduce us today? So, yeah, I want to do uh, – I was thinking, you know, I've had a lot of experiences in the last week with, with certain individuals, certain youngsters that are um, struggling with addiction and with alcoholism and – what I'm noticing is is that um, there's a new breed of addicts out there these days. That's uh, it's a new breed of addicts, a new breed of addiction, a new breed of, uh, and, and I believe it has to do a lot with the drugs, but also with a lot of things that's going on in the in the recovery world. Um, there's a lot of dirt, you know. It's it's it's. A, what is that noise? That's my phone vibrate. Someone's texting. I would, I would turn the vibrate off. So what it, what do you exactly mean by a new breed of addiction? Um, a new breed of well, addiction. for one, okay. So I was I had I've been posting lately about not just body brokers that are in the industry, but also you know fentanyl mm-hmm. overdoses, people that are uh, overdosing on fentanyl, people that are just overdosing in general. But um, yeah. the types of people that are going to treatment, um, what what their true motivation is, what their incentives are, what what the reason is behind going to go to treatment. Um, and then also the type of drugs that are out there and how it's do or die. I mean, not to say that drugs couldn't always kill you, but like the drugs that are out there right now, how people are not using them just because they want to get high, but they're using them because they want to die, like straight up. Mm-hmm. So when I say that, like Scotty Sample, uh, my buddy that... Uh, owns my time recovery up in Fresno had brought up like there's a new breed out here today of these type of addicts like when he was in treatment way back in the day 
um, nobody would have paid people to go to treatment, right? He said that his parents tried to even give him money to go to treatment and he wouldn't take it. But these days, there's kids that um, are hoppers, they're treatment hoppers. Like, let's just be real. I'm not, I'm going to be transparent about this. This is what's going yeah. on in the treatment industry. There are kids that, um, they're, they come from various types of families nationally that, that some of them have insurance policies that become like their um, platinum card to go from treatment center to treatment center and, and move around and um, they get to, they call them treatment hoppers because they'll stay in treatment to, they'll go to detox, right? To go and get off of the drugs. And then um, once they're like in the residential setting within a certain period of time, they will suddenly, um, they'll either be mm, tempted, taunted, uh, it will sometimes be tailored for them to move to the next place. So they have these certain connections with people uh, to go hop, to leave one place, AMA, ACA, ATA, um, and then hop to the next one. So so you basically have people that are hardcore drug addicts, right? Mm, or alcoholics that uh, have somebody dangling a carrot in front of them, uh, somebody that's offering to pay them money to hop to the next treatment center. So they come and they go through the whole process of detoxification and getting off of the drugs, which is good for them. It's good for them to get off of the drugs, but then you want to seek recovery and have long-term recovery, but that's not their motive. Their motive is not that at all. Their motive yeah. is to go to the very next place and the next place and the next place. And because somebody's offering them money, sometimes they're offering them drugs to get high to go get detox. But, um, you know, I mean, I think at the end of the day, nobody's really, they're living without a soul. Like they're not really thinking like, this is your life that you're playing with and all it takes is one time to to use some heavy drug yeah and, and, and yeah we have, a, we have a couple uh Tiny comments and, and questions to that regard there so hi alex hi joe hi rod hi nima hi everyone thanks for tuning in um and if you do have any questions or comments let us know but so rod here says people aren't being paid to go to rehab they're being paid to relapse and use and then alex says i still don't understand the bro the body broker concept so, Paige, can you kind of, because this is 100% illegal now, can you kind of explain why this is still going on? Yes. So Alex asked that question. And uh, last year, Donald Trump signed something where nationally there was a lot that was passed where if anybody is, um, is paying per client to put people into treatment, that is um, it, it's, it's, it's against the law to do that, right? Like there used to be a gray area where people were able to do that. So let me explain. So for a while, you know, once, once the DSM-5 like, actually classified addiction as a disease, they were obligated to be able to treat people and use insurance monies to be able to put people into treatment. So yeah. obviously there, there were some addicts uh, that, or people that had gone to treatment and they had caught wind of the fact that, you know, they, they came, they had some ideas. Why don't we go out and buy insurance policies for people straight off the street that are drug addicts or that are actively using, pay for their premium and then put them in treatment and move them around, right? So um, they, some treatment centers actually would pay these so-called marketers, AKA body brokers, um, money to go from place to place. And they would give them thousands of dollars. So when somebody, some of these people call themselves hope dealers or people that were, um, you know, doing it out of the kindness of their heart. But if you're, if you're trying to help people get treatment or detox um, out of the kindness of your heart, you would do that without having to line your pocket or personal gain. You don't need to go take your friend to detox and make $5,000 
on putting yeah. him in there and then offer him another thousand like by getting him high real quick so that he can go through the all levels of care because there's different levels of care in various treatment centers and when you put somebody into treatment the insurance companies pay a certain way and and so they pay per day and they pay a certain amount so a lot of these people they had figured out the system that if i get the guy high i can put him in through detox which makes them more valuable for the treatment center now these are people's bodies these are people's yeah. lives that we're playing with, right? So when you're yeah, putting horrible. them into those various places and gaining, you know, personal interest and money and, and even offering them a chunk, which most of those guys that do the body, they're basically drug dealers that are, they're people dealers. They're body yeah. workers. Like they're, they're placing people. Most of the time they'll make these empty promises and tell the people that they'll give them $2,000, but you have to stay in there for 20 days. And then afterwards, when they get you out, they will be able to um, pay you off, which they won't even pay them. Like sometimes they'll give you like chump change or nothing at all. Like a lot of times, a lot of people that were caught up in that game um, will say that they were made a lot of promises and the people didn't keep their promises. But is, are we surprised that people don't keep their promise when they're actually doing something not just unethical, but like inhumane, like it's totally wrong, right? It's totally wrong to put someone in treatment and, and try to like make money. I don't care how much money, like even if it's for $500. Now, some let's not get it twisted. There are business development people that work in treatment centers that develop business and they go out to hospitals, they go out to, to other treatment centers or they do interventions like I do. And, and there's, there's certain services that are provided, but if that person's on the payroll and they're, they're bringing in business into a treatment center, well, they're not body brokers. But when somebody's doing it individually per client, per person, that's wrong. And then you're playing yeah. with people's lives because then there's also the third party, like the behind the scenes guy, the guy that like does the exchange, the one that has the connection to the person in, in the treatment center that's paying them, you know? So there's a lot of shade in the industry. And on top of that, like most of these kids now, they're getting so caught up and obviously, you know, you entice them to go to, from treatment center to treatment center, you offer them drugs and you suddenly have fentanyl being used at all time high in the last four or five years, um, where it's not just lollipops and things like that. It's like now you can straight obtain fentanyl. You can, you can shoot it. You can intravenously yeah. shoot it. You can, you know, so a lot of people are overdosing. So like, um, yeah. So how do you think the perspective from the addict in this situation has, has changed from the past to recently? Because do you think they're still in a vulnerable state that, you know, getting promised a thousand or $2,000 or even to get high is, is enticing to them because they're not ready to fully seek treatment? Because I don't think they're in, the majority are not in a vulnerable state. They're not in a, well, in so, a point where they want to change. They, they're not in a point where they want to change their lives. I think that they're in a point where there's greed. Um, there's, yeah. um, and when I say greed, it means, you know, somebody's dangling money and drugs in front of a practicing addict. You think that the guy's going to say no? He yeah. doesn't have any recovery. He has no idea what recovery is about. He may have had recovery at one point in his life, but if he's his vulnerable state is masked by his addiction or she yeah. so if they're if they're being offered made these offers to go from place to place well somebody's definitely telling them hey this can be your chance to get well but then they put them in a place and say you know what stay here for 20 days stay in touch with me and then after 20 days just make sure you, you know, let me know then they call them 20 days later and say oh you don't have a you don't have a view of the beach well why don't you 
uh, why don't you just take off and I'll make sure that I get you to the next place. As a matter of fact, let me provide you with a motel room or a hotel room. I'll pay for the room. I'll pay for your food. I'll pay for your drugs. And I'll even give you a thousand dollars, but I got to pay you the thousand later. And then they say, sure, because that person has a, a golden insurance policy. Um, they start to, they, they tailor it so that they can put them in the next place. This is real. Like this is really happening. This so when, really did this, happening. when did this really start? to happen has this been going on for a long time like decades in, when you know not you decades first started about, your... okay so so when i first started working in treatment in 2010 mm -hmm. the majority of treatment centers were cash pay right so like people would send their kids across the country and 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 sometimes put their house up to be able to put the kid in treatment and and the average going cost for like full treatment for a month was thirty thousand dollars there's a lot of overhead that the treatment center has to pay it's not like they're just charging 30,000 because they're a greedy center. Then over a period of time, because of the obligation of insurance companies having to help people because this was a mental illness, this was a disease, it was a diagnosis of disease, people started using insurance. So in that, like right around 2014 or 2015, what I noticed was that um, there were some centers that were actually going out and scouting people out that were active using addicts and making them offers to get help and by putting them into their treatment center. And by doing so, they were um, basically telling them, hey, you look like you're messed up. I see you shooting dope in the alley right now. Why don't we, uh, why don't you get off the street? What we can do is get you uh, an insurance policy and we'll pay the premium for the first month and then put you in treatment. And so when you do that, when they were doing that, the third party people were suddenly coming along and they were saying, why don't you not only what we'll do is we'll get you insurance, but you have to sign this thing and say that you live in Tennessee and we're going to send all of the premium checks to an address at like mm. a church. These were like, these were things that are under investigation That's and crazy. were investigated. Yeah. And so like you have like a plethora of people that are suddenly being pumped into these treatment centers because some guy on the back end is making $5,000 per person lining his pockets. And, and what's even funnier than that is most of the guys that, that um that were caught up like the third party guys they were usually guys that were in their early 20s um some girls too and they were extremely flamboyant they would they were making a ton of cash i'm talking like a couple of hundred thousand dollars every month right so they're becoming overnight millionaires they're slinging bodies they're putting people and then you know people would overdose sometimes they'd give them drugs they some people would hop around so much until their insurance got fried some people just had stellar insurance and kept going so they were they're they're not helping you know they're they're totally hurting people i mean i use i often call this um uh this type of activity like bottom of like a, a, a layer below a layer of the of the belly of the beast it's like well, that's it's really it's bad here i want to th that's a good segue i want to read uh nima's comment here um so my view on this is that there is no excuse to pay people to go to treatment because it becomes a problem within a problem. These people mm -hmm. who broker addicts are single-handedly killing addicts. If someone handed me yeah. money when I was 14 days, it would have been a death sentence, especially when they were promoting me to get high again to readmit after I burned through the cash I just received. It's a death sentence for someone like me because when I use, I die, no question. Yeah, absolutely I, I absolutely horrible. agree with that statement. And I'll tell you this right now. There was one time, I mean, those, remember when I talk about the third party people, the people that are behind the scenes that are totally like 
shady, right? There was literally two people that had actually opened up an office and they were in the business of not only buying people insurance policies, oh. but they would, bring, they would bring you into their office, hand you the tutor to do heroin. Oh, or, sorry, to do meth, and to do heroin in their office and then placed you in the next rehab. And sometimes the rehab would take you and sometimes they would only pay the first month of the premium. And because they were shady, they're not gonna continue to keep paying the insurance. So the dude's insurance runs out and all of a sudden the guy's stuck in a rehab with no insurance and the, the center's telling him, well, you gotta go. Now he's like a full-blown addict and, and he's just been, you know, so it's, it's like, it's a whole That's other sick. level of shadiness. It's like mafia it really stuff, is. like in a whole different way. You know, it's totally dirty. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, we, we, with the new law. And it, you know, I'll tell you this, Austin, like people, a lot of people say, can you believe what's going on in the industry? Absolutely, I can believe it. Do you think that everybody that goes into recovery, like does, like really works on themselves enough to where they're all working a rigorously honest program, they're walking a straight line, they're doing well for themselves? No, greed and, and lust and all the envy and all that stuff and jealousy is always going to be there and people are going to definitely see like, um, ways of making money, whether it be for profit gain or whether it be just to supposedly help friends, right? A lot of them say that I was just helping my friend get into treatment. Really? No, I don't think so. You're part of the problem. You're definitely like, there's, there's one guy that told me that he was on the bottom of the totem pole and the guys at the top were really the scumbags. I'm like, really? You're on a totem pole that consists of scumbaggery and you're on the bottom of it? Like, what, what, I mean, why would you, how do you even justify that? And, and yeah. some of them, and that nowadays, you know, after they changed the law, here's what happened was a lot of the body brokers suddenly went out and got, um, they got an LLC for a business and they call themselves like marketers and agencies. So they, some of them work with treatment centers who hire them and pay them, you know, a certain marketing amount of money, like about $25,000, $30,000, sometimes $40,000 a month. And they say, you know, we just need you to bring in a certain amount of clients. We won't say the exact amount. It's not going to be on paper, but that's like they're uh, another great. There's always going to be a loophole, right? Now, what Working they don't in the know field of marketing, that, that just paints that name, too. That makes me sick just hearing that. It's terrible. Right. What they don't know is right now there are investigators that are get, gathering data. I mean, I see Jennifer Turner on here. She talks about this stuff quite often. Um, they're gathering data. Some of them have already started doing some raids. It's only a matter of time. Uh, you know, all the glitters yeah. ain't gold. And, and, and the shit will catch up to you eventually. You want to you wanna play in the field and hurt people's lives? Believe me, the eye in the sky does not lie. If you have no integrity, you're screwed. It'll, it'll definitely catch up karma, to you eventually. So. Karma is a B word, for sure. It's, absolutely. <laughs> yep. yep. So where else do you want to take this uh, conversation regarding the current state of new addicts as opposed to... Where I want to take this is that, is that for, the, for any addict or alcoholic, if you see this or you hear me talk about it, I will only, I'm going to give it to you straight. Unfortunately, what happens is this new breed that gets caught up in this type of game, when they're jumping around from place to place to place, I believe that their soul becomes more corrupt than ever because all they know is how to nurture their ego, their disease, yeah. their mental illness, their, their physical illness, you know? So when, when they're jumping around from place to place, what happens is, is that the, the, their addiction develops like a strength more than it would ever towards recovery. Like last night I picked up a kid, uh, took him from a hospital after he had overdosed, 
Um, he was on Suboxone maintenance and he had overdosed because he went out and tried to do fentanyl. And in the car ride, when I was taking him to a, a reliable place, he told me along the way, I said, why would you even do that? Like, why are you doing that to yourself? And he goes, because I'm not even doing fentanyl to get high anymore, Bej. I'm doing it to get to die, right? And I mean, uh -huh. that's, I, that's, yeah. I've known this kid for a while, you know, for him to go from place to place to place. And now, and I've seen him actually try, try to walk a straight line, but he's, his whole thought process has been polluted because of the temptation of knowing people that are continuing to be out there and pay people to go to treatment. There are some centers right here in Orange County that I've heard of and know that the majority of their clients that come in are all paid. They're all paid to go to treatment. So it's not like just because a law was passed last year that everything has changed. No, this industry is still very tainted. Um, I believe that there's still a few good providers, a few good treatment centers out there that are not dabbling or not messing I with would, this. I would hope more than a few. I would hope more than a few. The, the, amazingly, many of them have crumbled and fallen. Many of them are under investigation. Some of them have been raided. Some of them are, are going to be raided. I w it's only a matter of time. It is only a matter of time. But the sad part of it is that there are human lives that have already, you know, that have already been lost as a result of this. Yeah. And there will be more. So I think it's about raising awareness and understanding that if you dance with the devil, you will get burned. So how do we how do we raise awareness? You and I, this podcast, our listeners, our watchers, what can we all do? How do we raise awareness for this? It needs to be talked about more. I mean, look, Alex asked, uh, I, I still don't understand the concept of it. The other day when I wrote about it, you know, the average everyday person that doesn't know anything about addiction or the addiction world has no idea about this. We, we have to we have to be public about it. We have to talk about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, Jennifer says not not many to sustain your doing dipping into the gray area. Yep, there are. She's right. There's not many people out there that are good providers. However, I do know some good ones. And those are the only ones I work with because they are ethical. They've there's a reason they're still in business. The, the ones I know that I work with, there's they're still in business because they never touch that they won't touch it. They won't even play with that. Gotcha. It's all based off of greed. It's all based off of um, he says it seems like there's a lack of regulation in this arena. It's finally this year, in the last year and a half, in Orange County, there are two investigators on the case. To my knowledge, I'm in touch with one of them. And uh, when I talk to him, uh, he often tells me, Pej, there's only so much time in a day. You don't understand how much stuff I'm investigating, how much stuff is actually uh, I can actually go after, um, and how much lack of evidence I have when people are just telling me about so-and-so and this place is caught up in that and that place is caught up in this, but definitely lawmakers ought to pass legislation that creates some guidelines around the entire addiction industry. Most definitely. Alex, yeah. you're a public figure and politically, uh, I believe uh, we need to talk and see, oh, three investigators. Okay, good. They got one more on the team and they are in Orange County. There's, from my understanding, Jennifer, I don't even think there's any investigators in Los Angeles yet uh, unless they have hired some on more recently yeah it seems like there's some uh, large media companies getting in on on this battle as well i mean uh, vice uh has been uh kind of an advocate for this for quite a few years now uh putting out pieces on uh on on their uh tv channel as well as their large youtube as well and even facebook and their social media um 
really putting the spotlight on uh, on some of the corrupt treatment centers out there. So just takes awareness starting it more. Cor corrupt treatment centers breed corrupt clients. How are you going to pro offer proper treatment when you're bringing them Good in point. for all the wrong reasons? Good point. Well, and that's thank the whole you point all. of this whole, this whole uh, podcast today. Absolutely. Thank you all again for tuning in. If if you need help with drug or alcohol addiction or you have a friend or a loved one or anyone that you know that's struggling, reach out. Reach out to Pej. Um, reach out to an ethical treatment center. Reach out to me. Reach out to our podcast. Anyone out there, let this be a moment of clarity. Just reach out. Uh, you can uh, email Pej anytime at Pej at beginningstreatments.com. Uh, you can call Beginnings at 800-387-6907. Um, Pej and I work closely with them. They're 100% ethical. But I do want to say right there, yeah. that lady, Jennifer Turner, that's that's uh, making a comment. I follow you, Jennifer. I love what you're doing. Just so you know, I love that you call people out. She's actually got um, uh, a page on Facebook where awesome. she, she's the whistleblower. I, I, I really oh, is love that the, that the ethics The ethics group? No, not that ethics oh, group. Okay. It's a whole different group. Yep, it's a whole different group. She's she's definitely um, on it. Like I see what you're doing out there. Awesome. You're doing good work and uh, keep on doing it. We're gonna have to link up soon. I know you sent me a message. I think we're very busy in our respective worlds, but I was I would definitely want to collaborate with you and talk to you more, Jennifer. So awesome. I want I want to I commend you on, on the work you're doing for all the right reasons. I will have to check that group and and her out. Uh, also, if, right. if you're on Instagram, check out Pej's Instagram account. It's drug underscore intervention. He posts a, a whole ton of great uh, motivational stuff and, and tons of lives and stories and everything on there. Drug underscore intervention. And you can check us out on our website, SoberGrind.com, to listen to every past episode and every future episode will be on there. Uh, and if, if you want to help us spread this positive message reach more people uh, an itunes review would mean the world uh, we don't have enough on there honestly we need more reviews if you could take five minutes out of your day go over to itunes write us a positive review on sober grind it'll help surface us it seems silly but it really helps Pej, thank you so much again for another amazing sober grind episode i hope everyone thank enjoyed you this. if you guys have any comments about this you can feel free to write in the comment box and we will definitely um, answer them later on throughout the day. I love you all. Thank you all for, for tuning in today. Uh, keep it real. Keep it sober. Sober grind. <laughs>